Hi guys, Ryan here with a very special episode of Space Update today. Coming on today's show, we'll be chatting with Harriet Brell, who is Head of Business Analysis at Astroscale UK. Founded in 2013, Astroscale is developing innovative and scalable solutions across the spectrum of on-orbit service emissions, including life extension, in-situ space awareness, end-of-life services and active debris removal. Uh, to create sustainable space systems and mitigate the growing hazardous buildup of space debris in space. Uh, very exciting interview coming up for you guys. Uh, be, but before we kick things off, joining me on today's show is... I'm Mikko, the host of Deep Dive Fridays, and looking forward to hearing more about Astroscale. I'm Astro Rodi, host of STEM Study, and I'm going to say the same thing. This is very exciting. Thanks for joining us, guys. And can I start off by saying a big thank you uh, to join us today on the sh- today's show, Harriet. Um, how are you today? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for having me on today. No problem at all. Um, we'll just dive right in with the uh, the first quiz- question there. Obviously, you've got, you guys have got absolute tongue going on at the moment, the debris removal and everything. But um, can you tell us a little bit more on the uh, 2.5 million agreement to develop space debris removal technology? Um, alongside OneWeb and uh, others? Yeah, absolutely. So this is an extension of a project that we've been working on for a few years now. Um, we have our LCD demonstration mission in orbit at the moment. So this is uh, going to be demonstrating that we can do all of the phases of uh, being able to capture and safely remove prepared uh, objects from space. Uh, and the ELSA-REM project that we're building now in the UK is really the kind of extension of that. So how do we commercialize that technology uh, and make sure that we can mitigate the growth of future debris uh, going forward? So we're developing a number of really key innovative technologies, uh, working with our partner uh, OneWeb uh, through the European Space Agency uh, to, to really help you know, commercialize this debris removal service in the future. Absolutely fantastic. And within that, there's uh, the beam hopping technology, which is the other side of it as well. Um, from what I've gathered, um, it's if there's natural disasters, the satellites can coordinate this themselves to create a stronger signal in a specific area and everything. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Project Sunrise is a kind of broader umbrella of kind of innovative technologies that OneWeb are developing with a number of other partners. So the beam hopping and the, the so-called JOESAT, uh, that, that's part of the development that's, that OneWeb is doing with other partners. So we're working alongside that uh, to make sure that we can keep sustainability and debris removal in mind as well. Yeah, I think uh, our Astro Rody there likes that one. As, I like as, that as, name. As, as, <laughs> you, as you may not know, that, that's actually is, is Joey's name. <laughs> so, a little, so a little grin there. Um, so obviously you, got, you mentioned uh, Elsa D's in orbit and everything. Um, when are you planning to commence the testing phase of that or has it already proceeded? Yeah, so we launched in March. So the spacecraft is already up in orbit around our heads, which is very exciting. Um, at the moment, we're in our commissioning phase. So that's our kind of checkout period. We're working with our ground segment. Uh, we have the mission operations uh, right here in Oxford, so in the UK, which is really cool. Um, and the team is kind of working through those safety and checkout procedures, making sure that everything is working the way we'd expect to. Um, and then hopefully we're going to be starting those demonstration um, phases of the mission where we show that we can safely capture um, a spacecraft uh, in the summer. So uh, in the next few months, fingers crossed. Fantastic. And can you tell us a bit more on how LCD will remove debris and what essentially powers it and everything? 
Yeah, of course. So LCD is using a magnetic capture technology. Um, so essentially, the, the mission itself is launching two spacecraft at the same time. One is our ELSA servicer, and the other is our what we call our client. So it's our basically our dummy piece of debris that we're bringing up with us to do the demonstration. Um, and the client is fitted with a docking plate, a magnetic docking plate, and our servicer has got a kind of corresponding magnetic capture mechanism. So that means that we can go up and safely capture that piece of debris. Uh, and then we have propulsion on board. So we have a number of thrusters kind of positioned all around the spacecraft to make sure that it's super maneuverable. So it can come in, get very close to the target uh, and then safely bring it down at the end of the mission. Fantastic. And how many, maybe in its test phase or when it's fully operational, how many objects will potentially each uh, satellite remove? before it has to deorbit itself, essentially? Yeah, it's a great question. So LCD is a one-for-one a -one demonstration, right? So we're bringing up one piece of debris with us. We're demonstrating a couple of different capture techniques. That's the plan. Hmm. Um, uh, but it's just going to be a kind of one-for-one. -one. But as you kind of allude to in your question, that's maybe not the most economical way of doing debris removal going forward. So what we're working with with the LCRM program is being able to remove multiple pieces of debris uh, with one given servicer. So um, uh, it will really depend on, on who those clients are, how big they are, where they are in orbit. Um, but we're looking at being able to remove, you know, one, two, three, maybe more pieces of, of debris with, with one single servicer. Fantastic. Uh, as you were talking about how big the clients are, uh, how big of a satellite could LCD theoretically deorbit? Yeah, it's a great question. So the LCD client that we're bringing up with us, I think is around 20 kilos in size. So it's kind of small. Um, but for the LCRM services, so our kind of commercial next-gen vehicle, uh, we're looking at being able to remove um, objects that are several hundred kilos in size, maybe a bit more than that. So it's it's kind of scaling up to really be able to um, uh, work with satellite constellations that are planning to launch, you know, hundreds, if not thousands, of these kind of satellites over the next few years. So you're just in the in the process of of testing it out and and making sure that the concepts work and and then scale it up from there. And then uh, one of our viewers chimed in uh, asking if you're gonna. Uh, kind of use the magnet as like a gravitational pulley or if you're going to actually go and, and connect to the client? Yeah, the latter. So we get real close and then it's it's an electromagnetic right, uh, capture system, right? So okay. it's it's only engaged when we get really close. Uh, can you tell us more on the next generation docking plate for future satellites? Is it the, the magnetic one we were talking about there? Yeah, exactly. So still using a magnetic method. Um, and the idea is that we're basically looking at, at making that uh, commercially available, improving the design uh, and making it more more applicable for, for satellite constellations in the future. Yeah. And will Astroscale as a company as a whole be pushing for NASA, ESA, JAXA and others to essentially use this stock and plate across the board? So whether it be so where it be NASA or ESA or JAXA launch and something, you get astral skill vehicle can go up there and deorbit it or repair it or life extension, uh, which we're going to go on to and everything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, anyone who wants a docking plate on their satellite, they, they can come to us, right? <laughs> so the, the idea here really is that, you know, by, by doing a little bit of, of forethought and um, putting a, a very small docking plate on your satellite before you launch, 
it makes any cleanup process or any removal service that you might need in the future um, less complex and less costly. So it's really about kind of preparing satellites for the end of life and, and making sure that you can be, you know, prepared for that future servicing if and when a satellite needs it. Fantastic. And obviously, we talked about the removal there and everything and the docking. Um, the next, the other part of that is life extension um, for the likes of geostationary orbiting satellites, uh, GPS and the likes. Um, is is also another service that you provide and everything. What challenges uh, with this is there with this currently? Um, uh, with a lot of satellites being essentially older, older technology that might have been in orbit five or ten years or even more. Yeah, exactly. So, so satellites in geo is a really interesting one because these are hugely expensive spacecraft, right? You're talking about $100 million plus. It, it costs a huge amount to get it up there. And, um, you know, these are really well-designed spacecraft that, you know, very reliable, can last 10, 15 plus years in orbit. Um, but one of the challenges that they have is they're often fuel constrained. So they'll reach the end of their life and they won't have any fuel left to, to continue with their orbit maintenance. And so really that's where life extension services come in. Uh, we're developing our LEXI servicer, which stands for, well, life extension services, right? Um, and the idea there is that we'll be able to take our spacecraft and basically do that station keeping for the client. And so that means that you can, uh, you know, make better use of that hugely expensive spacecraft to continue providing revenue um, whilst you, you think about what your options are for, for managing the rest of the fleet. Yeah, because like, like you say, to extend the life of a, like you say, $100 million spacecraft, it's just invaluable uh, rather than launching another one that's 100 or $200 million kind of thing. It's just for a fraction of the price, you can extend that for however many years they want to. So that's absolutely fantastic that you guys are going on, going on to do that, essentially. I, I was just going to uh, chime in and say that that's kind of working with the uh, reduce, reuse, recycle phrase because you're you're keeping it there. So we don't have to put something else up to replace it. Instead, we're we're going to keep using that, get a little bit more juice out of it, uh, and then and then get rid of it uh, later on down the road. So that's that's great. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it really kind of ties into that theme of space sustainability, right? So, you know, how can we um, make better use of the, the assets that we're putting into space? And how can we make sure that we clean up to make sure that we're not, not making the, you know, growing space debris problem worse? Uh, Astroscale has another project going on at the moment, um, the Lunar Dream Capsule Project. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more on this and how the many handwritten messages are going to be placed on the moon in 20? 21 or possibly 2022 with ULA's Vulcan Center. Yeah, absolutely. So th this is a really exciting project because I think it was one of the first projects that, you know, Astroscale got involved in. Um, so it, it really came from the inspiration of our founder, CEO, Nobu Okada, who, um, when he was, you know, growing up, went to space camp and was inspired by a Japanese astronaut to kind of follow his passion in space. Um, and, and then when he started Astroscale, was really looking at, you know, how can I give back and inspire the next generation of kids in the same way that I was inspired when I was growing up? And, and that was really the kind of um, the start of this uh, Lunar Dream Capsule project. Um, so in collaboration with a number of partners, Astroscale has been working to collect messages from school children, uh, you know, uh, a lot in Japan, but also around the world, um, contain those messages into a capsule. 
um, that is going to be sent by Astrobotic to the moon, uh, hopefully uh, in 2022. So incredibly exciting to, to see that come to fruition. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And something a little bit different as well. Do you always see uh, uploading uh, images and stuff like that, digital media and everything, but to put a handwritten message on the moon and just look up at the moon and say, yep, yeah, that bit, little bit of paper rabbit on there is up there. It's just incredible for the for the kids. And like you say, it'll just go on to inspire the next generation, which is absolutely incredible. A uh, great thing that Astral Skills doing. Yeah, uh, about the... Mission extension for satellites. Did you come up with first, or Northrop Grumman, who had their mission extension vehicle already? Yeah, great question. So Northrop Grumman has already demonstrated this in orbit, right? So, so they're very much first to market with the MEV one and the MEV two missions, right? Um, Astroscale initially our priority. Well, it still is our priority. Um, you know, our focus is, is orbital sustainability and we see life extension as very much a part of that suite of on-orbit services that we can provide going forward. Um, so in the last year, we acquired uh, the assets of a company called Effective Space Solutions that are developing the technology that we're using for our Lexi servicer to come into the life extension market. Um, so, so, yeah, so that's something that we've moved into kind of relatively recently, but we're really excited to see that develop. Fantastic. Awesome. Uh, also, do you have existing customers? Uh, will OneWeb, for example, use AstroScale's products on the satellites or some other constellation? And I would as assume that the AstroScale deorbit solution would be the backup if if the satellite's propulsion fails. Yeah, that's a great question. So um, OneWeb has already committed to having uh, docking plates on all their satellites, right? So the OneWeb satellites that are already up there, they've got docking plates and they've committed to docking plates on all their future satellites as well, which is fantastic, right? Um, and, and those future satellites that are to be launched, they're all going to have magnetic docking plates on, which are compatible with Astroscale's end-of-life service. Um, uh, and I've forgotten the second part of your question, which was, ah, yeah, okay, so debris removal services, yes. So, you know, we're really there as a backup, you know. We we want satellite operators to be thinking responsibly and sustainably about space, and a lot of these satellites have propulsion on board already, you know. So the idea is that the, the, the vast majority of their satellites, when they reach end of life, they'll be able to safely deorbit them themselves. It's that small fraction that might fail on orbit, um, for some reason, um, whereby they can't be deorbited by the spacecraft operator themselves. That's where we come in and do that backup cleanup service. Yeah, it's great to have a backup system. <laughs> for sure. But uh, I think we'll uh, just about wrap it, wrap it up there. We've got uh, a lot of questions in there and everything. Uh, absolutely fantastic having you on the show, Harriet. Um, I'd love to welcome you back in the, in the near future once you're at that next stage, uh, dragging uh all debris down and everything like that and supporting numerous other satellites and everything um uh, i've been ryan from the space update i've been mikko the host of deep dive i'm astro Rodi from stem study and where where can you tell everyone where potentially find uh, astro scale harriet yeah, sure. You can. Well, if you Google Astroscale, you'll find our website. You'll find us on Twitter um, and uh, probably other social media as well. So um, 
yeah, please do learn more about us and uh, thanks for the interest. Yeah, all those links will uh, will list list down below the video if anyone interested in uh, following and seeing all the interesting things that Astroscale do, and we'll list that below the video for you guys to find. Um, but if you would like to support what we do, head over to patreon.com forward slash total space. Like our newest Patreons this month, Michael Mars and Ryan McDonald. You can get early access to episodes, chat with special guests like Astral Scale today on the show. Uh, join our Discord community and lots of other exclusive content. Uh, that's patreon.com forward slash total space. And as always, like and subscribe right here on YouTube, Odyssey, and all your favorite podcast apps because this goes out on the podcast format on your phones and everything else. Uh, that's all for this week's episode. I've been Ryan from the Space Update. And I'll catch you next week.